tuned in to localjobnetwork.com radio and you're listening to the LGN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. I'm Jacqueline Peterson and joining me in the quad today is Carly Rubach. Hello. Azure Mahara. Hi everyone. And Lynn Mulder. Good day. So ladies, I want to start off by discussing um, some on-site training that we actually recently had, which was the DISC uh, workplace profile. And the assessment basically, what, uncovered the different communication styles that are prevalent in the workplace. There was dominance, there was conscientious, there was influence, and then the last one was steadiness. And the point essentially for the training program was to basically improve the different communication between, you know, the different styles. A lot of us work in teams. And I guess I wanted to get your thoughts on how you thought the assessment went and um, if you think it's actually reasonable to adjust your communication style, um, you know, to sort of accommodate how others perceive you and, and, and the ideas that you bring. First of all, I like to say that I highly encourage employers or even employees out there to participate in the disc training or um, take the disc test. Or I think it's a test, right, that yeah. you take um, to kind of find out your your communication style. Because I learned a lot of things about myself, about communicating with team members, um, that I think just helped the workflow and and just the environment in general. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I, I thought it was good. So I I didn't take the t- I didn't take the training, but I did take the assessment. So and you took just the assessment too. I took a I don't know if it was a shorter ver- it was just like a one page version. Is that shorter than what? It was a little bit shorter, but I okay. I um, Carly actually hasn't gone through the training yeah. and oh, okay. wrote, and and they were gonna send her to her, but then the person went on vacation and whatnot. So I gave her a generic one online. Oh okay. Yeah. And I actually All took right. it before I sent it to her just to see if it would come out with the same results for me, and yeah. it did. Yeah. Oh, what that's did, good. What did you come up with? I got influence. Okay. Which I thought I would be more on the like conscientious. And yeah, so um, I would think, yeah, I, I would think you remind me of, yeah, you remind me of me. So <laughs> I went I back and took it again. <laughs> and what did it come out? Influence. <laughs> so Whoa. I thought that was interesting. I mean, a lot of it made sense, and I was lower on like, um, like the assertive, and um, I was I was higher on like the open because I feel like the open was accurate, but it was interesting. I, so I do you feel it. like overall that, as you said, you're in favor of it, you think employers should, if they can, you know, you know, allow their employees to take it and, Absolutely. and take the assessment. Um, I think it would help oh, yeah. even in your personal life, like just knowing mm-hmm. oh, that's like true. how people communicate and, okay, this person is, you know, this type, they might need me to slow down and really go through the details where another type um, and, you, and, P, and listeners, you'll know once you kind of do some reading and investigation into what were the DISC assessment, I guess you would say. Um, but, you know, just knowing that some people want you to get straight to the point and cut out the fluff, as Jacqueline likes to say. So I think that, you know, it helps in no matter where you're communicating. Mm-hmm. So did you guys think, for those of you, obviously, that took the, the assessment and, and were able to sort of read your profile, and then, and then the profile also gives you some ideas of how the other communication styles. I think one of my takeaways was, um, so mine came back as a D for dominance. Oh, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> You're a good leader, Jeff. <laughs> um, and basically what I learned is that um, 
that for people that are conscientious, that they benefit from deadlines because they don't want to necessarily mm-hmm. answer right on the spot. They like to take their time to think about it. And <laughs> I actually thought that that was, that actually helped me because one of my team members, Tim, our engineer, um, <laughs> he's conscientious. And we actually had a really nice conversation um, after the the profile. And I said, yeah, I, I sort of learned that this is your style. And and he was like, you know, I appreciate that now, you know, you're, you're taking that into account. And, and uh, Tim, would you agree with me we're doing a great job no I'm kidding (laughs) he's actually engineering right now so uh so you know I just it was for me it was helpful and I'm excited Carly for you to take it next um and then I also learned that Azure she is an I an ID yes so so I'm a little bit of both (laughs) influence and dominance but I also learned that people with influence um you know no offense to no, you, Azure. I know, no, I'm not taken. <laughs> but that they're very, like, chipper and, like, oh, how's your weekend? And they're, you know, bubbly and, you know, they're just excited and happy for you all the time. We wear our hearts on our sleeves. Yes. <laughs> and so when they're being sincere and, like, oh, how's your weekend? Like, they really want to know how your weekend went. And it's not just a filler. Whereas, like, a dominance person is, like, get to the point. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you getting at? So it was actually a really funny Right. Yeah, yep. And now I realize, like, okay, it's not they're not being insincere because it, the dominant person might perceive them as being insincere. Like, what are you trying oh, to get at? Let's right. get to the point here. I don't have a lot of time. Like, what do you want? But they really do want to know these. So I actually found it to be really beneficial. And now when I pretty much know everyone's type, so now I'm like, okay, this works for that person. This works for this person. Mm-hmm. And I personally found it to be helpful. Yeah, I did too. I thought that it was a, I mean, I I just felt blessed and lucky, I guess, that our company provided that for us. Um, and if and I know that to take the assessment and go through the class does cost money, but um, I would recommend it, like I said, to any employees, employers, or even couples that are having problems communicating. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh my goodness! I, I think all around it's a good thing. No, no, I think it is a good thing actually. Now that you say that, my I made my husband take the same one you took, Carly. Oh yeah. And he came out conscientious. Huh. So now when I ask him questions, I just say, "Hey, babe," or you know, just give some. Hey, babe. <laughs> it's okay. It's your husband. Yeah. You know, hey, I have. I was sort of thinking of this. Just give some thought to it, and we can table it mm-hmm. for another time and it's worked oh huh. that's good instead of me being like what do you think i think it actually um it helps me just to know other people's styles because then i don't um i don't take things personally mm-hmm. that i may because i'm like oh this is this isn't even registering they are not mm-hmm. uh, they they don't they're not trying to um share with me the message that I'm receiving, that I'm the one who's misinterpreting. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that for me makes it easier. Well, that is good. Now, I you know, there's different types of communication. Obviously, there's verbal communication, which we were just talking about that. But then there's also um, online personas that we're communicating out there to the public, whether it's through a social media account or a personal website. Carly, you wanted to sort of dive into that sort of online. Yeah, and there's different ways to achieve um, what I wanted to talk about was personal branding. And this can be achieved, you know, online through your social media profiles or a personal website, but we hear all the time about companies branding themselves, but what about your personal brand? Is it valuable to actually brand yourself if you're, you know, going through an interview process or something like that? And 
Um, I included an article that sort of went over a few things, but I was just interested to see what you guys thought about personal branding. We do have a lot of articles on our website under the resources section that actually talk about branding yourself. But um, Carly, just to be more specific for our listeners, can you give some examples of like branding for yourself? Um, as far as personal branding, I mean, it's mostly just how you're presenting yourself and, you know, it could be you actually have a tagline. The article talked about people could even have a tagline for themselves. So um, whether it's, you know, something clever or just, you know, hard worker or something like that. Um, but then... I actually thought when I was reading the article, um, you know, some of the uh, characteristics of the brand that were given, I found it interesting, offer something that is hard to come by, Mm -hmm. you know, a differentiator. Right. And I would think if you, um, you know, put some thought into creating a personal brand, then you should also put a lot of thought into living up to that personal brand. And I would think it wouldn't, you know, I like the idea of, you know, offer something that's hard to come by. But, you know, I think it's not necessarily easy to come by and that you kind of have to work and evolve at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're, you know, working on a project effort or you're working towards getting a job, it's like, and if you kind of have that in the back of your mind, that would that would be something that yeah. could work for your benefit yeah and to kind of to your point lynn and like follow up what you had said carly for example is i think like if you think of uh, somebody that really wants to work for um, a nonprofit organization or something like that if they brand themselves as constantly caring for the community has a lot of um you know a com or I should say referrals from different like high level community members and involvement and things like that. Um, And that's like you said, living your life, then that's how they do it. Now, if you have somebody that wants to brand themselves as like a go getter salesperson, you know, that that you kind of have to have that persona, you have to have that mentality and everything that you do a little bit. Then I think that's what we kind of for the branding part. Mm hmm. Yeah, and in the article, I think my favorite part was where it talked about embracing your weirdness, which is mostly (laughs) just saying just being yourself is really important, like, because you've got to live up to what you're branding, so it should be as much of you as possible, and everybody's very unique, so Mm -hmm. just being yourself. I was, um, (laughs) the other day I received a funny forward, it was an email, literally somebody's uh, uh, resume in an attachment and um, it was like check out this person's resume it's hysterical and he was a copy editor and he did exactly what you said like he totally checked into his weirdness and I read his entire email and um, it was or his resume and it was hysterical he's like I am a copy editor to the point of like um, like obsession or what is that um, Mato masochist or whatever where you're just like so oh like he was trying he's to be totally funny. into yeah. copy editing his whole life. Right. And he's yeah. and he's going through like all his different bullets. I should forward you guys the yeah. the resume. Um and he's going through all the bullets of like his skills and like what he does. And then he has a section called extracurricular activities or interests, and one of them was glitter. And then like <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. or, or like um one of his weird jobs was like um uh, like a zookeeper. I don't know, he just but he when you read his profile or his resume was so 
um, descriptive. Hmm. Like I envisioned this person in my mind. His personality came, came out. through and I sort of saw his branding image, mm-hmm. but I also saw that he was very um, sharp. If you look at the resume, it's very um, to the point. It's succinct. He uses like correct verbs and whatnot and bullet points. And it was actually put together really nicely. But he did tap into his weirdness. And he, I don't know, maybe we should see if he got a job. But um, he, he used it to his advantage, I guess. So as an interviewer, would so that wouldn't turn you off necessarily if somebody said glitter was one of their... It depends. Per- I Because I was I was thinking that. I was like... I for sure would bring him in to interview him because his resume was so crisp. He had it at one page. He had the margins correct. He had the he used color because um, he's a copy editor. So he had like the perfect like shape. Everything was just so perfect. But then you know he wrote like dungeon master and glitter, and I'm like, okay, he's a little <laughs> bit odd. Yeah. But I think I would bring him in just to see what his skills are. Okay. I don't know that, I don't know that I would rule him out mm-hmm. per se. I guess you would you could definitely take um, a resume that had a personal brand and know whether or not that would meet or, or not meet but match the the company brand. Yeah. Of culture even. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so there's different types of images out there we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And there's online ones. You're going to either put a website together. You're going to have a tagline. Again, these are things that people are going to see. Um, but with that, there's also opens up different doors. <laughs> people are going to be reading them. Like you said, Carly, well, would you bring someone in who tapped into that maybe weirdness? Mm-hmm. Um, Azure, what did you want to talk about? Well, I it was recently brought to my attention that um, there's companies out there that – other your your employer let's say could hire to do audits on your social media on the employee social media pages um, and just kind of the internet in general as well as um, applicants coming in so I just kind of wanted to talk about that and the person that I had I had spoken with about this um, he said that his company used this and he was a high level at his company and he he was giving me some examples you know of the posts that people would put up, their statuses, if you will. And he said, you know, a couple of these employees we brought in and we had conversations about them or, you know, our their reputation kind of went down the drain because of some of the things that they would post. And so I just kind of wanted to talk about that. So i sorry to interrupt, sure. Asher, but so for example, like I had a bad day at work? No, it that would be kinda, like oh. off to another day at hell. Uh. Oh. <laughs> uh. Can I say that? <laughs> Note to job seekers, do not put that on yeah, your social no. media. Um, or, you know, another one was, you know, just some some form of saying that they didn't appreciate their workplace or they gotcha. thought of it in a negative way. Um, there was another one. And then him and I started talking about some of the posts that we've seen on Facebook from, you know, mutual or, or I shouldn't say mutual. Some of the posts that we've seen on Facebook from either friends or just somebody that you know a friend of a friend that you kind of get on your wall at some point um and we we were just shocked like how would people put this up there so I thought it would be a good topic to talk about I mean as far as what people should and shouldn't post and so I'm just sort of curious just so we can back up um because I'm not on social media other than LinkedIn actually that's not true I do have a Twitter account but I'm (laughs) not on Facebook (laughs) well Twitter would be the same thing okay so let's say you're on Facebook so you can actually outsource to a third party, an organization, to monitor. And you give them a list of your employees and right. say, A through Z, 
go run a search query on these people, see what social media they have and what posts they're bringing. What if your page is locked? Can they still? They, yeah, I have that same question. Yeah, and I asked that too. And he said, you'd be surprised at what some of these professionals can get access to. Um, if it's on the internet, you know, we've oh. all heard it before. It's not private. Right. Even if you have your privacy settings high and, you know, this and that. And, yeah, that can help protect you at some point. But he said you'd be surprised, like, Mm -hmm. you know, on on the different things that people can tap into. So I would definitely recommend to set your privacy settings high or things like that. Making it a little bit more difficult to get to. Or just don't post things like that. You know, like. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's, I mean, you know, you don't want to be complaining about your boss. You don't want to. Or I saw a post from somebody that I know. Um, and she had said, do I really need to be here? I'm, it's not like I'm working anyway. Can I just go home? Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> and it, we, we, were, we were laughing about this. And, you know, the, the gentleman and I that were talking about this, and we're like, why would you post something like that? Like, why would you ever say you're not working? Or, you know, this even, even if you're not saying anything bad about the company, let's take it a, just to a different level. But you're posting in general during work hours? Oh, yeah. And I mean, okay, if it's at lunchtime or something like that, but let's say it's like three in the afternoon and you see that, um, you know, Jane Doe is having a conversation with one of her friends on Facebook. (laughs) 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 You know, people know that you're not working. So I just kind of want to get your guys' opinion on um, if you feel. Is that okay for companies to do that? I guess number one and number two, like, do you have any opinions on what people should and shouldn't post? Uh, Yes, I think it's okay. Only because the rule is if it's on the internet, it's not private. Right. So freedom of speech, well, there are consequences to what you say, period. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to put it out there, you better be able to defend it. And if someone wants to go search for it and they want to run a a third-party agent to do it quicker, I mean, you run the risk. Right. That's part of the game that you're playing. Um, And do I think that they should be? Absolutely. I mean, why would you want to mess with your livelihood like that? I mean, unless you don't care, mm-hmm. and then that's sort of the route that you're going. But why would you even, and what good, because you're, we always tell job seekers, listeners, never disparage your for, your current or former employer. That's going to be there right. forever. They can go in your history on your wall. And like, you you know, it, it even, not even if you're looking for a job, but if you currently have a job, you know, employees, like. Don't. Yeah, a lot of recruiters use social media to surf. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for another job and there's a recruiter that happens to see your wall disparaging your current employer, kiss it goodbye. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I think just the bottom line is really to use common sense. If you want to post personal things, that's fine, but just think about it first. And I had um, interviewed a social media manager for a show and I love this piece of advice that she has, but she always says use the rule of thirds with your personal profile. And she says a third of the time you should post, you can post about yourself and your brand, which we kind of just talked about. So that can be more personal things, your own blog posts or something like that. Um, Another third of the time you can post about areas of interest and expertise so that maybe more relate to your industry or business so that elevates the professional level of your profile and then a third of the time on social media you should just interact and ask questions retweet repost so that's to if you want to elevate your profile to more of a professional level and you know put yourself out there as an expert in your industry so that that's another level or option to consider but 
again, just common sense is and in I think opinion. It, a good straightforward rule would be if you don't want your boss to read that post, don't <laughs> put it up because yeah. chances are, I mean, okay, you have your personal life and, you know, people say s- some really odd things sometimes on, on social media. But um, if you're going to say something about your job, I guess let's make it more specific. <laughs> Just give <laughs> listeners that one rule. If you're going to say something about, you know, your employment or a future employer or a past employer, and you don't want your boss or your past boss to read it. Or future. Or future yeah. boss, right? <laughs> um, don't put it on there. Don't put it on there. Jeez, <laughs> mm-hmm. listen up, people. It's on there forever. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it, it surprises me. Yeah. But. Well, speaking of employers, Lynn, what's I know. going on this month? Administrative Professionals Day is coming up in April, and um, I... Um, I've always kind of celebrated that day with uh, whoever I was working with. So I thought it would be a good idea for us to share some things that we're appreciative of, of our current administrative assistant or anyone in the past or if we've had family members. Because I actually think that a lot of times they are kind of like the unsung heroes. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of project works, uh, a lot of of project work here, and they're, uh, they're typically not part of the team. But they're typically helping us all get our work done. So um, I've always been appreciative of mine as, or, you know, and I shouldn't say mine. I've never had like my personal one. I've always kind of, you know, I've shared shared the person with the, the office. But um, I just thought we could, you know, say some of those unsung type of tasks that they help us with. Sing their praises a little. Yes. <laughs> Remember to recognize them and appreciate them. Yeah, I, I just feel like... Um, Without them, our, your day wouldn't be as smooth like, at all. It's all those little things that you don't think about um, that they make, you know, just run efficiently and and keep the day going. And so I really appreciate that. And I always feel like administrative people know the answer to every question. Yeah, yes. that's my thing. <laughs> like, yes. You can ask them a question about any department, anything. You can ask them where something's located or where is this when does this come? Or, and they'll know the answer. So yeah, yeah they know how to get things done. It's mm-hmm. impressive. <laughs> yeah, right. it seems like they have their hands in every department. So they already know more than you. And it's, yeah, like you said, I've, and I, this is the first time I worked in like an office setting with an administrative professional. And it's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> All your, you know, random questions about mailing Things yeah, the and mailing. where the envelopes are, just simple things like that. You, you just have guests coming, they mm-hmm. know where to shuffle them if you're in a meeting and they know, you know, what's going on and who it's just I feel like it's the support staff like that that you have to really be nice to, especially because when you're in a pickle, they're the, gonna be the ones to help you. Mm-hmm. I think true. that's one thing that I've learned over mm-hmm. the years is, you know. Sometimes, unfortunately, people dismiss them like, oh, they're not part of a team or their tasks maybe aren't as important as mine. But at the end of the day, without them, it would be a lot harder. And when you're in a pickle, they're the first ones to help you out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And the fact that they are greeting people, you know, be it at the door or on the phone, they're like the first welcoming into the company. You know, mm-hmm. they're that face you know, or that voice. And I think they can set the whole impression of, of the place for you. Absolutely. So for those of you that have an, an administrative assistant, 
that you work with. Maybe they don't work directly with you, but you have one in your office. Like Carly said, be sure to thank them for the hard work and be nice to them. <laughs> yes. Because yes. they are a big team player for the entire organization, and it would be a lot harder without them. Can't imagine mm -hmm. life without them, that's <laughs> <No>. for sure. <laughs> Well, that does it for today. If you would like to suggest any topics for discussion on future LJN Radio Quad shows, send us a message at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. For Carly Rubach, Azure Mahara, and Lynn Molitor, I'm Jacqueline Peterson, and thank you for listening.